you are listening to the Spiritual Warrior Coach with Barbara Sabin, the podcast for discovering how powerful your wisdom, compassion, and courage is. Get ready to join Barbara and her guests as they explore and offer you advice on how to reclaim your power, your energy, and your authentic self. And now, here's the host of the show, Barbara Sabin. Well, thank you for joining me today, and welcome to the Spiritual Warrior Coach Podcast. I am your host, Barbara Sabin, and I am here to help you reclaim your power, your energy, and your authentic self. I am a certified clinical and medical hypnotherapist, Reiki master and teacher, energy healing specialist, life coach, and best-selling author of Gentle Energy Touch, The Beginner's Guide to Energy Healing, and my latest book, Identifying the Energy Drainers in Your Life. You know, I have been helping my clients for over 35 years, and this is truly my purpose and my passion. And I always tell them, isn't it time that you believe in yourself? You know, because your mind is going to provide you with your greatest challenges in life because it's so very, very powerful. So let's use that mind for positive thinking, creating harmony, balance, peace, love, happiness, and anything else that your heart desires, because one day the world will tap you on your shoulder and say, this is your time to shine. And speaking about shining, oh, I'm going to bring my guest on right now. (laughs) Welcome, (laughs) Samantha. How are you? Do you see that I like what you just said touched me so much that I'm tearing up? Like that was so amazing. Like it hit home because I'm a lot of the things like you were talking about radi- uh, resonate for me. So, woo, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, well, no, thank you. To, well, hopefully you won't make me cry when we have a conversation. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. I, I'm very sensitive like that. So it's not a big surprise. That's why I don't do a lot of video stuff. Because <laughs> I just cry. Anyways, sorry about that. Oh, well, Samantha, let me tell my listeners about you. Okay, Samantha Jones, uh, since she was a young child, she could communicate with animals in a way others couldn't, and she knew things and had visions of things to come. And after the passing of her mother in 2004, Samantha built a strong relationship with the spirit world, eventually opening her medium and psychic abilities and connecting people to their loved ones on the other side bridging the gap between uh, animals and people and then helping, you know, people to better navigate life in the ways that they, you know, Samantha can help them live a happier, healthier, and more prosperous life. And Samantha strives every day to show people the beauty of the universe that we live in and hopes to make a big enough impact to change our world. And in addition to being psychic medium and an animal communicator, she is also a Reiki master, a certified spiritual coach, energy healer, and aspiring writer. And Samantha co-hosts a weekly podcast with her husband, Danny, and they discuss all things metaphysical and spiritual. And together, Samantha and Danny try to help people along their spiritual journeys and to bring more peace and love to their lives. 
Samantha lives in Southern California with her husband, Danny, her 17-year-old stepdaughter, Marina, two Great Danes, and a Labrador retriever. And boy, that's a busy home. It is, yeah. <laughs> Welcome today. Thank you oh, I'm so, so happy much. that you came on. Um when when I I you know saw your uh thing on on the podcast I said oh, I have to have you because you know I know for myself I've had five you know uh beautiful dogs and um you know of course when they pass we always think of all the things that we, maybe we could have should have done of could have done but of course yeah. we yeah. we love them with all our hearts and soul and um um I know, you know, when I, when I read that you were an animal communicator, I says, oh, got to have her on my show. <laughs> I know? Yeah, the animals are the biggest part of my life. They're, they're so unconditional with their love yes. that, you know, it, it's like a spiritual connection for me with them. Yeah. Oh, I know. So I, I know you said you've been psychic. So, you know, how did you actually find out that you had these like amazing abilities? Well, my animal abilities, I recognized when I was really young, but I just didn't know what it was. You know, as a kid, you think that this is all your imagination. Adults tell you it's your imagination. You can't possibly be hearing the dog talk. There's no way. Mm -hmm. um, but the first experience that I really remember, I had a dachshund and she had gotten out. And while she got out, she met a boy dog and, you know, did what boys and girls do and mm -hmm. was expecting her first litter of puppies. And I was really worried about her because I had a bunch of friends over and we were playing and stuff. So I asked her to go to her dog house. But what I did is I sat down on the ground and I can't remember if I closed my eyes or left them open. I want to say they were closed. And I just told her with my mind, please, what I want to tell her, please go back to your dog house. And that's exactly what she did. She turned around and walked to her dog house and like, okay, you know, seven years old, you don't know what you, okay, that's a coincidence, but a pretty cool one. You know, I have magic powers. <laughs> But I kept having those kinds of experiences growing up. and But I did not know that there was such a thing as an animal communicator. Like nobody brought that up. I, I knew about psychics. I had, My mom had been to psychics a lot. I actually even went to therapists in the back of an Akashic bookstore when I was younger. So it's very much something I was raised around. But nobody ever said anything to me about animal communication until I was like, I think like 20. And then my ex-husband's aunt had mentioned this animal communicator that actually lives out here her name's also samantha and she had made these cassette tapes that kind of told you how to do this how to meditate and all of that and so his aunt let me borrow those tapes and i listened to him and i learned that this is what i was doing and i learned how to do it and since then i've you know just been using it as much as i can to help people and to help their animals and then i learned i was psychic about five years ago, the psychic medium skills, they just came through <laughs> really quickly. It's like I had a spiritual <laughs> awakening and there they were, you know, they were. all mm -hmm. at once. But, but yeah, the animal I've known for a long time. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's funny. You know, growing up as a child, I, myself, my, my mom would always tell me it's my imagination, you know, and she's, who are you talking to? Well, I had all these spirit friends <laughs> in the room, but you know, we could see them, but of course other people can't. So it was challenging, you know, like for myself growing up, but yeah. you know, it, it's a beautiful thing when we finally accept the fact that, yeah, we can, you know, feel and hear things. Absolutely. You know, and 
So, so you were what in your twenties when you you developed all this, or my animal abilities? Yes, I. You know that was long before like you could just go on the internet and like look up how to do this or whatever. So I didn't really honestly believe myself that I was doing this, and I was always accurate with people's animals, but I was still like, eh, it's got to just be a coincidence. There's no way. And then I went through a divorce and I moved back to California from Las Vegas. And I just kind of stopped using my abilities. I just didn't, I didn't believe them myself. So why keep using them, you know? And then when I opened those psychic medium abilities, obviously the animal abilities all came right back. The first night that everything opened, I could hear everything that my dogs were saying. And I still, you know, I used it occasionally, like with my animals when I needed to know what was wrong with them, but I wasn't having a conversation like I do now with them. It, it was way, way, way different. So yeah, that, that really strong connection honestly didn't come until about five years ago. And now I really see so deeply why I have these abilities and what I can do with them. And yeah, it's wonderful. It's, it's crazy when that happens. You know, my, my um, we had a, a Roddy and uh, he passed away. It's um, about 20 years ago. And I remember um, he didn't feel well. And I went over to him and and I, I, I felt that he had something wrong with his stomach. And so we decided to take him to the vet. Uh, but before we took him to the vet, I kept on hearing him tell me, uh, I, I need to leave. You know, I, I need to leave. And I said, no, you don't. I don't understand. He said, because you, you will be moving to California. Uh -huh. And mind you, I lived in Brooklyn. I said, are you kidding me? You're be moving to California. That's a, like you have to be yeah. like joking me, you know, and, yeah. and he, and he kept on telling me he couldn't come with us because at that time they didn't accept, you know, that type of, yeah. of dog. Yeah. And mind you though, he, he was 12 years old already. And uh, then of course he passed on, uh, he passed on in, in March. And then in um, December, my daughter called and she lived in California telling me if, um, we had found the house because we were looking to move to Florida. And I said, well, no, you know, we're not doing anything. And then they asked, you know, why don't you move to California? And P.S. that February, almost one year before Sammy died, we moved to California. Wow. And, and I, and I said, wow, he, he actually, I could hear him tell me all this. Yeah. And I, I, I thought it was my, you know, when I mentioned it to my husband, he says, oh, my, he's, which you, it must be your, you know, because maybe you want to move to California. So you think, <laughs> you <know? laughs> but I, yeah. I had to, did not have it on my mind. So, yeah, it's amazing how yeah. they can talk to us. Yes. And what you said, too, about, you know, th that he told you that and that he passed at that time. This happens a lot. And it's hard for me to explain to people, you have a life change coming up and this yeah. animal feels that it would be better for them to not be around for the life change. That. Yeah. It's whatever it is, it can be, a, uh -huh. yeah, it could be a move. It could be a new baby. It could, you know, whatever, a divorce. Um, mm -hmm. They do that. They do that to try and make your life easier. And it, because as you know, death isn't what we make it out to be. It's, it's not at all. So they're not afraid of that. They're not, you know, oh, I don't want to die. They're not like that. Totally no. different. Yeah, no, I, I feel, you know, God 
put dogs in our path to love us unconditional and to know what it is to love unconditionally, you know, yes. without being judgmental or anything like that. Yep. And they're beautiful animals. I mean, not just, I mean, you're talking cats, birds, all animals are, yeah. are beautiful yeah. beings, you know, they're all creations, but uh, yeah. So, you know, I mean, I know the animals do talk to us. Um, yeah. And I know that you know that animals do talk. You know, what do you, so if 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 somebody hears their animal, say so they're not psychic or intuitive. Well, um, I think everybody's intuitive though, but um, yeah. it's just how we, we tap into it. Uh, say if, if animals do talk to people, do you think that they really don't pay attention to it? Yeah, I think that, I think that happens even with the spirits. I think people hear things in their head that they know is something else it, because a lot of times it'll be something that's really honest. And you're like, why would I tell myself something so honest? And that right there is, is, a, you know, points to, okay, somebody else is talking to you. So yeah, absolutely. I think that we just don't, we don't know that we're hearing them or we don't want to believe that we're hearing them, but we absolutely are. Yep. Hey, right. Yeah. It's, um, I feel all we need to do is be more aware and mindful, you know, and, yeah. and just to pay attention and, and also to sometimes just be more in silence, you know, with then all the chaotic stuff that goes on around us. You know, uh, before I learned about my abilities, my husband's always been a dog person, but he didn't have the kind of connection to them that he does now. Now that he can see, he sees what I can do and he's learned from me how to communicate with them. He can talk to them and does sometimes hear them back, uh, but he's very good at talking to them and telling them, you know, to do something or, or making them try and calm down if there's something going on. So this isn't something that you need special skills to do. It's just something you have to be open to and, and practice, you know? Now, do you, um, when animals say pass on, do, do you uh, tap into their spirit? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, you know, so I, I would assume people call you then, you know, to find out what may have happened to their animals. Is it just dogs or any, any animals that, that you, you any do? animals? Any yeah. Animals. Any animals. I've, I work with a lot of horses. I love working with horses. Um, yeah. Dogs, cats, birds, ferrets, all those pocket pets, even reptiles. And I love working with the reptiles because they have a very different take on things. Um, but yeah, the number one thing that I do in my work is help people with their pets after they've lost them, after they've crossed over to most of the time it's, are they okay? That's the big question that I get asked. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, I, I, I tune into the animal and I give them things about the animal that I couldn't possibly know, you know, things they like to do or, or random stuff that they give me. And that helps them to know, oh my gosh, my animal is here. And then a lot of times they'll show me what they're doing on the other side. Like I see this rainbow bridge area. And so yeah. like, if there's a dog or a cat or whatever that like, let's say that they really just like to explore areas, I'll just see them exploring this rainbow bridge area. And that's a way that they give me hints of, you know, this is something to tell my owner that I like to do so that it's confirmation. Uh, and these things really help people to heal after the loss of an animal. It oh, really does. Devast 
it's devastating. I know when I lost my, we, uh, Sandy, but I used to call her my little girl. I was so devastated. I, I couldn't function for yeah. like quite many days. I mean, and I mean, you know, so depressed and stuff. And yet I knew <clears throat> it, you know, why she left. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it was complete devastation because we love them so much and they love us so much. That's right. It's an unconditional kind of love. And mm -hmm. it's something that we don't get from anybody else. And so when we lose that in our animals, it's very hard. It, I hear from my clients, more from my clients that it's harder for them when they lose an animal than when they lose a person. Like they will literally say that statement to me. I lost my, my dad. I lost my, you know, whatever. But this loss of an animal is harder than anything else. And it is that unconditional love. It's also the fact that they don't talk to us in that way, in that English way. So we can't say certain things to them, or at least we don't think we can say those things to them. They know how we're feeling, especially when they get to the other side. They absolutely know everything. But the, the common person that doesn't have these abilities and doesn't talk to an animal communicator has no clue what kind of impression their animal went away with, where they sad were they angry were they terrified what was it and so they want to make sure that their animal isn't in that same same frame of mind or that mm -hmm. they're they're not guilty they a lot of people feel really a lot of guilt for even putting their animals to sleep when they're ready they're they feel guilt about you know so that's that's where these readings come in and my job comes in is to be able to help people to understand this is okay it's a natural part of life you know, your animal is okay. They're there. They're most likely will reincarnate to you. If not, they'll be there when you get there. You know, I know I, I went to my daughter's house and cause as I mentioned, her pit bull passed on on Sunday and, oh, I, I couldn't even bring myself to go there Monday. So I went there yesterday and I, I made some pictures and I gave her the poem, the rainbow bridge, you yeah. know, but I told her don't open it until I leave. <laughs> because. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I didn't want to like, whew, you know, really yeah, have, have a meltdown. Yeah. Yeah. Meltdown. So, uh, yeah. and, yeah. and she said to me, is, is there such a thing as, yeah, there, there really is dogs. Like you mentioned the rainbow bridge, they're happy. They running, there's food, there's water. And then they yeah. see us when we then pass. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. here they come running to greet us. Exactly. Exactly. Can you imagine that? All of your animals that you've ever had just running to you when you get there. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I know. Yeah. And boy, there'll be a lot because we had parakeets and hamsters and dogs. And yeah, me yeah. too. I've had a little bit of everything. Yep. Mm -hmm. A little bit of everything. And yeah, yeah. it's um so I I know like in this lifetime. So do you think that we see I know this is maybe a little far-fetched question. Do you think we see animals that we may have had in, in past lives? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, if you, if you think about it, you know, we're soul family, they're our soul family, and we travel through these lives together. So why wouldn't they be the same souls that we've been with in other lives if they're part lives. of our soul family? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. probably why something, you know, like I know when I, every dog we've had was a rescue. And it's funny, because when we looked over, it was just like, we've known them forever. Yeah. Yep. Then they came home with us. 
Yep. With our, our great Dane that we rescued about a year and a half ago, she's an old girl. And uh, I knew that she was coming to us. I had been told that she was going to be coming. And so when she did, I was, I felt like I was reuniting with the soul that I knew before I knew that I was, I didn't know what dog it was, but I knew that she was the reincarnation of, of some dog that I had before. So when she got out of the car, I, that the rescuers brought her, I greeted her like I had known her her whole life. And she's like, whoa, lady, <laughs> like I'm just meeting you, you know, because they don't know, they, they're not aware of that they had these past lives and everything. So, uh, but yeah, I, I definitely believe that our animals in this life too, that they will keep coming back to us in this life, just as different animals, you know, that we continue to work with the same souls. Yeah, I really feel my buddy and my Sammy came back as Sandy and Alex because they had so much in common, but they were the the ones that came back were, were tiny. So yeah. whereas the other guys were larger dogs. And I says, Oh yeah, you know, you just know. Yep. I think that we well, we have two great Danes right now. We have a male and a female, and I'm pretty sure that the male was a ferret that I had, my very first ferret when I was like 18 years old. <laughs> and I had the similar connection to her. And I used to sing her, You Are My Sunshine. And oh, for whatever wow. reason, I've never sang that to another animal that I've had. And then I just started singing it to him. And so I feel like that was like a sign of there's that connection of that that's the same soul. So my, my huge 160 pound dog, the wow. biggest dog I've ever had is probably also the smallest animal that I've ever that had. You've ever had. Yeah. yeah. It's incredible. See, I think they reincarnate in, in different ways. So like maybe a hamster would have reincarnated into a cat or something else. I feel, you know, in, in this yeah, lifetime absolutely. for us. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, so let me ask you, like, what do you, what do you think animals say to us? You know, I mean, I know what mine said to us, but, you know, like when people call you, what what are they looking at? Like you mentioned that they want to make sure that the animals are fine. But is there like anything else that they're looking to find out about the animals? Yes, I, I also work with a lot of living animals. And in those cases, I do things um, to help I, a lot of dogs and cats and other animals to like integrate into a new home. And so a lot of times they will tell me about like their old home that they were from or whatever. But one of the reasons that I really like to do this behavioral type of work is because a lot of problems that people have with their animals can be solved this way because they can't really understand them the way that I can because they uh -huh. can't use the telepathy. So I get a lot of questions from people like, why is my dog like this? Why did they do this? Why, did, why does my cat that was feral once upon a time not want to be held? These kinds of questions where then the answer comes directly from the animal. So, you know, like if I have a cat that doesn't want to be held because they were once feral and it makes them feel trapped or whatever, they'll tell me that. And then I can pass that on to the owner and it's like a little light goes off. Oh, Right. Because I think people forget that just like us, each animal has their own personality. Yeah. And their personality was shaped by whatever comes in their genes and whatever their early life experiences were, just like us. So if you have a cat that was feral until they were a year, two years old or whatever, chances are you're not going to be able to hold that cat, you know? Wow. And they wouldn't know, you know, unless they actually speak to somebody like you and then they don't know what's wrong with their animal. Exactly. Health conditions too. A lot of people come to me for that, uh, especially if like a, a, 
uh, vet can't get down to the bottom of something, you know, like if there's vomiting or whatever, and the vet's like, I don't know, everything's fine. I can kind of look and see where the issue is. A lot of times I'll get those uh, psychic intuitive messages that tell me like it's a food allergy or whatever, and then we can change the problem. And more times than not, I would say, I would say my success rate on issues like this is probably 90%. Like it's very high. What, no matter what the situation is, if it's moving, people use me if they're moving, if they're going on vacation and they just want to tell their animals what's going to happen, it all calms them down. So there's a lot that they can talk about for sure. So, so if an animal doesn't feel well, you can like zoom in and just feel what, what the issue yeah. could be or the challenge. Absolutely. Absolutely. I had a friend that messaged me a couple of weeks ago and she said that her dog was just acting weird. And they didn't know why he didn't want to play ball or anything. And he pointed out to me that he had an issue in two places in his back, that it was his neck and then a little ways more down towards like the middle of the back. And she told me that he had kind of had an accident when they were out, um, like they were on vacation and he was playing and I think there was some kind of accident. So she said that totally makes sense. You know, don't want to necessarily keep her from taking him to the vet. Like I still want people to take them, but at least when they go, they can say, you know, I think this is what happened. They're, they're better in, in that way. But, but knowing that a lot of times will help people calm down. I mean, I don't always have that good of news that it's, you know, something that is easily yeah. fixed or will go away on its own. But I think when people hear from their, uh, somebody other than a vet too, that yes, this is where the problem is. Because you really don't know whether you can trust the vets or, or what. I know, so I know. Yeah. That, it's what's it's helpful in that most area. of the time. Yeah. Yeah. So do you use, I, I guess I'm going to ask you, do you use your same abilities on people? <laughs> I do. I do. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So you can, do, do you see if someone has an issue, like a health issue also? I have not done as much of the people work as I have the animal work when it comes to medical, mostly because um, I don't want to say it scares me, but it is so like high risk that if you like were to say, you know, there's something wrong here, but it's in another place or whatever, or it's Uh not a big deal. I don't want anybody to ever say, you know, I didn't go to the doctor because the psychic told me it's not a big deal because not hundred percent correct. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I do a lot of energy healing work. So when somebody tells me that they have a physical issue, I can zoom in on that area and try and relieve some of the pain or whatever's going on there. So mostly with the health wise, that's the way I use it. It's not so much diagnosis, but to help. For that way, do you also like do communication with, you know, like psychic uh, readings with your, you know, oh, okay. So you do do that. So it's not just, just animal communication. No, I, I do it all. I, I love to do it all. It's, you know, it, um, it's all a little bit different. The spirits, the animals, they talk different. And then of course, doing the, the human readings. When I first started and learned about my abilities, I didn't want to do like love readings and human type stuff because I didn't want to get involved in people's lives like that. But now I realize that sometimes I have information that can really help people to improve their lives. And so I'm not so weird about it anymore. Like I actually really like doing the psychic readings. So let, let me ask you what, because um, I know there are some r- really authentic psychics and then there aren't. So what is like the biggest misconception I want to say, you know, about some psychics out there? 
you know, I know some of them are really, really good. And some of them I, I, I'm like this about. Um, yeah. You know, I think that um, probably the biggest misconception is that we're supposed to know everything that we're supposed to, you know, uh, here's an example. My husband and I are looking to move. And so we were watching videos on YouTube of a place that we're interested in moving to. And we were looking at like um, just shopping centers just to see what their shopping centers were like. And there was a psychic in this one shopping center. And the guy that's giving the tour, he says, oh, look, a psychic. He's like, you know what? If I go in there and I ask them to tell me what my name is and they can tell me what my name is, then, then I'm sold. And it's like, okay, some psychics maybe can do that, mm-hmm. but that's not how this works, you know? No. So that, and that was for me too. I'm not going to lie. Like I honestly didn't know until I ve- developed these abilities, what was really going on and what wasn't like I had a, a medium reading after my mom passed away and the medium told me your mom wants to know how your birds are. Okay. She used birds with the plural. And I only had one bird at the time. And I thought "Hmm, my mom would know I only have one bird. Mm -hmm. That is being really and picky. And that's not how this works. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not how it works. It's like a lot of times it's like putting a puzzle together. And so you have to be open to helping the psychic interpret what they're seeing. Um, Being open to the fact that we don't know everything. Like I get asked a lot of times, you know, what's, what's the name of the spirit that's coming through. I wish I could tell you, like, that's just not something I'm good at yet. I hope to one day be good at that. A lot of psychics can do that. Um, so maybe one day, but people have to understand that we all have our different strengths and weaknesses. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people also think that you're just grabbing, you're reaching for information. Like, uh, you know, you're not really telling somebody about themselves. You're just telling them something generic, but right. that's, that's why in my work, I always give people things that there's no way I could know. They're not just things, you know, like, oh, your favorite color is blue, where, you know, maybe I'll get that right. But things like um, this one guy, his mother passed away and he kept her socks and shoes next to his side of the bed, his bed. And that's what she told me is she showed me with these socks and shoes next to his, his bed. Yeah, how how is that just Unless random you know. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you wouldn't know so, unless they told you mm-hmm. exactly you, when, when you like I know when I'm doing healing I get messages so and it sounds like it's like in a far away tunnel yeah you know and, me, but sometimes, yeah sometimes they come right here in front of me yeah but yeah right it's sometimes it sounds like they're in a tunnel Yeah, I think everybody maybe sees and hears things differently. Um, My sister, she gets her visions. She says they come from the back of her head. Mine Mm. come from my third eye. When I see things, I focus in my third eye on it, just like as if it was another eye. Uh, But yeah, everybody's different. The, The sounds, like words, them talking to me usually comes in just like my own voice, just like, you know, having a daydream or talking to myself or whatever. It usually mm-hmm. comes in that way. Um, it just it, it just depends on you know exactly what it is, but yeah. So um, so then when you do psychics, you you can read other, you know, p- uh, people that you know not just here living, but those that have passed on and stuff. Yes, absolutely. Does ever does it um, does ever a past life come into play? You know, I 
have not that I can think of had anything like that. But I think one of the reasons is I'm not totally open to it. Like I'm not against it at all. I I know we have past lives. It's just that mm-hmm. it's not something that I work on. So I don't usually get into it. I've had people ask me, you know, about past lives and I try and um, like just refer them on to somebody that maybe does that kind of work. Cause I don't, I don't, you know, since I don't work on it, it's not something that I'm familiar too much with. So I don't think so. I don't think that's happened. Yeah. Cause even like for myself, you know, <clears throat> I mean, sometimes during a, a healing session, I'll see a past life, but yeah, I think for the most part, you know, we, we need to live in the moment and in the now rather than yeah. what was, because you can't undo it, you know, and, and, and sometimes I say to myself, is it really real that, that, that may have happened, you know, mm-hmm. or just could it be an imagination or just an image? We just, we don't know. So that's why I always, I tell my clients, it's, it's important to focus on, on now yes. and, 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 and clear what now needs to be cleared you know, more that's, than, yeah. yeah, that's what they want us to do. That's what the universe wants us to do. Not focus on the past lives. If we were supposed no. to focus on those, we would know about them. Exactly. So, yeah, I, mm-hmm. yeah. so I mean, have you like, have any of your readings or animal communication readings, have they ever, um, cause I'm just curious, have they ever mentioned what heaven is actually like? Absolutely. And, and this is something too, that like, I've sat down with like my mom's past. I have a lot of family on the other side. And so I like to see these things. I like to know my husband also is very inquisitive. So he'll ask me all these things and we'll connect and get those kinds of answers. So the, the animals, like I said, they usually show me the rainbow bridge and what they like to do, but I feel like heaven is all like perception and it's, it's a perception based reality. So, you know, obviously we're energy, we don't have eyes, but somehow we still see there and all that. But I think that heaven is anything we want it to be. We we create it, you know, yeah, not a standard. Yeah. I feel that. I I feel though, you know, when we leave, you know, I, I, I feel it where, we leave and then we sit down at a huge table and, and they tell us what we've done and what we needed to heal mm-hmm. and whether we want to come back and, you know, right. make it right. So, yeah, yes. but that's, that's my, how I feel. So, cause I know I've been uh, a healer in other lifetimes where I was actually killed. And mm-hmm. so this lifetime uh, it took me until my, and my grandma was, is, was, a, is it was a healer. So I, I, she've always, you know, she came into my life, you know, and and I was with her for the first 18 years of my life and then she passed away. But I really feel that, um, like for myself, I didn't get back into my authentic self until I was in my late forties, because I actually was afraid to go back to that in fear of maybe being, you know, killed. Sure. Yeah, I think for a lot of us with these kind of abilities and these feelings that as we get older, that's when it just, it it naturally makes sense too. Like, I don't know that I could have handled all of this when I was in my 20s. It's a lot. It's a lot to handle. Yeah. I know. So, you know, do do you feel that some people, it takes them then a while to actually become spiritually awakened? Oh, Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on what you consider to be awake. Um, I think that the spiritual awakening probably keeps happening because you're, you're constantly learning, you're constantly opening new things. So like 
how am I, am I awake? I would say so. Yes. I, I definitely believe that, but can I be more awake? Probably. So the spiritual awakening probably just keeps going and going and, you know, I don't know oh, that. I, yeah. I, I really feel it's like an ongoing process and it's exactly. lessons that, you know, hopefully we understand or they, the lessons just come back a different way so that we, yeah. you know, try to figure out what is it that needs to be accomplished or let go of. So, yes, yes. I, I think we all have, all of us are spiritually awakened. It's just a matter of, of us tapping into it. Yes, I agree. I know animals are definitely spiritually awakened. I mean, they're the most beautiful souls ever. Aren't they? We're so lucky to have them. Mm -hmm. We really are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as I mentioned, I, I really feel God, you know, put them on this earth to, uh, to show us the meaning of unconditional love and, and, you know, yeah. without being judgmental and, 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 and just to love a, another thing, you know, being um, just for who they are. Yeah. It's hard for me, like this job, I love doing it. Uh, and I love helping the animals, but I'm so hypersensitive. I can't handle any kind of animal abuse. I, everything bothers me when I know that an animal is not being taken care of properly or, or whatever. I, I have such a hard time with it. Even just thinking about, you know, random things like the, the orcas at SeaWorld or whatever makes me sad. Oh, I know. Like, oh. I just want them all to be happy. I want them all to have a good life. But I do realize, too, that animals are placed here also for us to learn lessons with. And unfortunately, some people don't learn lessons the way that they should, and they act ways that they shouldn't. And so then the animals have to pay for that. Unfortunately, that's part of how the universe works. And as, with this job, I've just had to kind of accept that. But I, I laid ground rules very early on that there were certain things I didn't want to see. And like animal abuse, I don't want to see it. If you need to tell me that there was some kind of animal abuse, mm -hmm. just say that. I don't want to know specifics. I don't want to see it. And so even with things like an animal being hit by a car, I usually mm -hmm. won't see what happened. I will just like feel impact or they'll draw me to where the most impact was but I don't see it. And I'm so thankful for that. Yeah. Right. Cause we get yeah. so sensitive and we, then we, we feel that energy and it's, it's like it clings to us a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And then it's, it's a little challenging to clear it sometimes. Absolutely. It is. Yep. Yeah. Cause I know even for myself, you know, um, you know, some, cause I, I go to homes many times and, and clear spirits in the house and, you know, and I'll see an animal in, in a, a dog in a, in a cage. And I, well, why do you have this? Why do you have the dog in the cage? You know, mm -hmm. well, what, 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 then why are you having an animal? You know, it actually upsets yeah. me. And then yeah, I feel too. so bad for this poor little thing that's locked up in this cage. And I don't understand why people do that, though. I don't either. There's a lot of things that I don't understand why people do, why they would treat their animals like that. Uh, and I do have a problem sometimes when mm -hmm. I see those types of things and have to confront people. I actually do bird grooming on the side. I used to do pet sitting, but I, I stopped doing that, but I still do bird grooming. And I had this one client I actually just did earlier this week. But when I first went out the very first time to groom this bird, it was the woman's mother's bird. And she had the bird in a cage with like mesh completely around it. 
and it was zip tied on there. So this bird basically had no view going out. There was no way for that bird, for the people to open the door. Uh, they could just open the food dishes and put food dishes in and out. And I, I was like, how do you expect me to groom this bird? And I asked her to let me have the bird. I will find it a good home. That's how bad this was. This cage had wow. not been cleaned in 20 years. It was oh just God. horrific. But you know what? Because I confronted her on it and I was very, um, you know, calm and, and nice and respectful about it. She changed that bird's life. And now he lives with her in her home and he's allowed out of the cage all the time. And he's a happy bird. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we used to have parakeets and birds back east and I always would let them fly and I would always keep the door open, you know, and know, yeah, they, they and they knew to go back in and, you know, they would never yeah. fly. Yeah. We, we, we always made sure that w windows and stuff weren't open, but I feel you, yeah, if we're going to have a pet, we really need to treat it the best we can. Cause you know, it's right. not just right. a pet, it's a being, it's a, it's a, it's a, a human, even yeah. though it's not human, you know, it still deserves to have a, a beautiful life. Absolutely. And when we take that animal into our home, we are saying, I'm going to provide for this animal the same way that I would a child, you know, with mm -hmm. medical care, with food, with the things that they need. But often that's not what happens. And, and, you know, people don't like the fact that animals live such a short life. And I used to be one of those, but now I realize that if these animals lived as long as we do, there would be so much more suffering. I, I just, mm -hmm. that would be horrible. So it happens the way it's supposed to. The universe did it this way. It's it's flawless, and it did this way, right? Correct. Yeah. Well, my, my little guy, he he lived to be nineteen and a half, and wow. um, when when he, you know, we had to bring him, we had to bring him to the vet to bring him down because he it, it was it was time, and the vet said to me, I still can't believe that he's nineteen and a half. I said, well, you know what? He lived a good life, right? Yeah. We took care of him like like he was a, a person, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because we love them with all our heart, and you know, and and I would always, you know, say we, we I would do anything for my animals. I mean, anything. Yeah. And I that's what that. people understand. It's not just an animal. It's not just a dog. It's it's not. No, there has never been a person in my life that has made me feel the unconditional love that my dogs do. Mm -hmm. It's just how it is. And some people can't understand that. I would rather spend my day at home with my dogs than go out and deal with people. It's just, you know, they're oh, wonderful know. creatures. Yeah, <laughs> they, they sure are, believe me. But yeah. um, so, you know, I, I know you you have a podcast yes. with your husband. Yes. What's the name of the podcast? It's Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses, long name. Ah. So if you want to search for us, you can look uh, at Spiritual Joneses on all social media. Um, we talk about, well, the, the where the name came from is that we would sit and have these kinds of chats where it was like um, we were, you know, philosophizing and whatever. And so that's kind of what we do in the show. We talk about all kinds of topics, spiritual, not spiritual. We've, we've talked about everything, you know, communicating with the universe to black holes to uh, everything. And, and then I also just started about 11 weeks ago. I have a radio show as well. And oh, that okay. one is called Beyond the Bridge. And that's on Voice America every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So I have oh, both yeah. of the shows going right now. And they are, they're a wonderful way for me to get this, these messages out to people. 
Yeah. Well, that's why I started my podcast because I felt I need to have other people talk about what they do. And I, I think it's really yeah. important that that uh, people have more understanding, especially of the spiritual nature of, of things. Yes. You know, because we want to inspire people to live their best lives. And I, I feel that's what podcasts should should be about. Yes, I agree with you. Actually, my radio show is on the Empowerment Channel on Voice America because that's where it fits in is empowerment. That's what I, I really want to do on top of helping people with their animals and, you know, talking to their loved ones on the other side. I want to empower them to live the life that they want to live. Because before this, before my spiritual awakening, I was not doing that. I was not living my best life or the life that I was put here to live. And I've learned so much and I want to share that with people. I want to share the beauty of the universe. So that's, um, yeah, the the radio show really allows me to to do that and the podcast, but yeah. Both well, that's, that's important. We need more people like you, you know, on this world. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> you know, I agree. You know, yeah. Yeah. You know, we more, need more animal know, communicators. Yeah. And more, you know, and more motivational, you know, uh, speaking, you know, because yes. everyone's been so negative lately. It's um, I, yeah. I mean, I do yeah. see a little trend of it getting better, but it's been a tough uh, while with uh, yeah. this world. <laughs> it has. I'm I'm hopeful for the younger generations that they're going to be more awake than our generations and hopefully change things going forward. That's that's what I, I really hope. I hope so, you know, because yeah. it's um, um, li- living a spiritual life, I think, is very important. Yes. Know? I'm I am happier than I've ever been in my life. And I accept the fact that my life is not perfect. I accept it's never going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. I and that I'm going to have these human problems, but because I've accepted that and I've realized that I'm here to, I don't want to say I'm here to struggle. We're all here for these, you know, ups and downs. That's why we learn. Once you accept that and then you can accept the hard times better than you used to, that is in itself to me has been worth everything that I've been through. Just the change of mind that I have when I'm going through something bad is totally different than what it used to be. It still sucks but I just oh, look yeah. at it different, you know? Well, that's, that's the thing. It's, it's funny. Cause, uh, well, yeah, it's almost a year ago. I had to have parathyroid surgery and oh, it's gosh. funny. Cause one of my clients, uh, said to me, I don't understand, you know, if you're a healer, why can't, well, why is it that you, you know, can't help right. yourself right. heal? Well, guess what? I'm human and I need to go through stuff too. That's right. So, that's you right. know, it, it just right. is what it is. And, that that was my you know this path I was supposed to go through the surgery in order to see maybe things that I wasn't seeing before right and uh you know it it did uh, you know wake me up a little bit yeah you know in the sense that we'll do that yeah yeah more responsible and and to look at my own blood work you know with more open eyes than to be so trusting you know uh to a doctor you know, but don't get me yeah. wrong. Of course, yeah. we want to trust, but yeah, I think we need to be accountable and take responsibility for ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and you make a good point there, like about healing yourself. Uh, this is all the energy healing is very new to me. It's probably the newest thing that I do. Uh, so I'm still really learning about this. And I had COVID over Christmas, and not only could I not heal myself, but I couldn't heal anybody else. 
it, when you're not feeling yourself and well, you can't expect to be able to heal yourself or anybody else. So no. even like yeah. fixing my dog's hiccups, couldn't do that. And that's something that's usually like really easy for me and I couldn't mm -hmm. do it. So it, it definitely, even a healer has got to have their own healer. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, with that, I mean, we, we had COVID twice and yeah, it, it was, it was very challenging. And, uh, you know, and I know for like for myself, I had to cancel all my podcasts. I had to cancel everything. Yeah. And I says, all right, may, maybe, you know, uh, I needed to get ill to step back a little bit and, and to rest. <laughs> you know? Yes, Sometimes, exactly. you know, the universe, you know, hits us with things that we don't understand sometimes, you That's know, right. but it's messages you know, to help us in a way um, to do something maybe, you know, a little different. Yes. And, and the universe will do those things. If like, you're not supposed to go somewhere or do something, the universe will do those things to stop you from like maybe going someplace. You know, my, my stepdaughter, she came down with COVID. She was supposed to go on a trip and we weren't feeling really feeling really great about the trip to begin with. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden a friend of hers came down with COVID. She didn't even have symptoms. But she tested and was positive and couldn't go on that trip. And I was like, thank the universe thank for stepping mm -hmm. in. It's a horrible way for her to have to spend the weekend instead of being away. But they did that for a reason. And once we realize that, that they're trying to help us with these things we do, it's kind of like, okay, well, I'll just go with it and know that you're looking out for me and for my best. And it is what it is. Oh yeah, that it's acceptance, yeah. you know, and I'm not yeah. saying, oh, I why did that happen, and not getting crazy over it because there there are true reasons behind why things happen. I feel everything. Yep, mm -hmm. absolutely everything. And, and all we need to do is just just to listen to those voiceless voices that do speak to us. You could say, you know, yeah, giving us. I agree, message. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I. I mean, look at us, even we try to get together with our podcast and everything was like crazy. So, yes. you know, and I said, all right, it's, I, I say when, when the spiritual timing is right is mm -hmm. when it'll happen. Because we originally had it set, um, during when I got COVID, yes, but I had I asked you to reschedule because my house flooded, mm -hmm. I believe. I don't yeah. even think it was the, the COVID that took me away. It was the house. My daughter was also totaled her car. Yeah, it yeah. was like so many things happened right there. It just wasn't mm -hmm. a good time. So you, you're right. When it's the right time, we will do it. And it, I had to get through December. It was like, oof. And now we're through December. So better time. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Now it's almost February. Do you believe that? It's like, no. where did this month go? It's so quick. But um, well, you know, I love having you on the show. I'm going to definitely give you a number, if you don't mind, out to people that I know that are looking sure. for someone to tap into their love pets that have passed over. Um, so where, where can my listeners actually get a hold of you? So you can find me. My website is samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. You can find all of my uh, social media there. You can schedule an appointment there. The podcast, the radio show, it's, it's all listed right there. The podcast comes out every Sunday. You can find that on all major podcast platforms. Like I said, if you search at Spiritual Joneses, it's the easiest way to find it because we have such a long name. And then the radio show also gets posted to the podcast platforms, even though it's live. And that the name of that is Beyond the Bridge. And you can find that there too. 
Oh, wow. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> Thank you. And, and yeah, you know so. what? My next move is I want to be an author. And I love how you've already published books. Like when you were talking about that, I was like, you know, the universe brings you people for interesting reasons. You know? Oh, it, it's the truth because, you know, I, I have my energy healing book that was published in 2016. And then my new one, identifying the energy drainers in your life and learning energy protection techniques. Uh, just came out uh, two weeks ago. So Love it's, it. you know, um, dreams do come true. You know, yeah. all we need to do is is to find that purpose and passion and and really to move forward, you know, with it. Yep, to trust no it, surrender. What, surrender to it, yeah, no matter what our age. So, um, yes. Uh, and I, you know, like for myself, I'm going to be 75 this September. And I say, all right, it's never too late to write a third book so you know it's um, never too late as yeah. long as you're alive it's never too late absolutely exactly. for anything yeah. oh yeah so tell yeah. one more time your, your website samantha jones psychic medium.com okay well samantha thank you so so much for being on the show today and thank you um, for having me oh my pleasure believe me and to my listeners i hope you heard what you needed to hear uh so you know visit me at motivateyourlife.net and please subscribe to this YouTube channel, the Spiritual Warrior Coach Podcast. We're also on Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and a lot of other places. And um, if those of you may be you know, list, interested in learning uh, energy healing, uh, check out my book, uh, Gentle Energy Touch, The Beginner's Guide to uh, Energy Healing, and it's on Amazon. And thank you so much for listening. And have a beautiful week filled with love and with light. Love, Barbara.